I was literally writing up or I was doing my research and I was like, oh, this is going to be a short one. And then like <laughs> 13 pages later. Oh, no. <laughs> I did it again. I did it again. He said, oops, apparently I love research too much. Oh my God. I'm just so excited. I have something so gnarly to tell you. Oh. But, uh, First, before we do that, do you want to introduce the show? Absolutely, I do. You would think, knowing that I introduced the show, I would come up with what I should say beforehand, but boy, do I not. No. So no, fuck that. That's so much work. You already did so much research, Anna. <laughs> Welcome to Disastrous, the show where um, we just see what happens. <laughs> and a lot of the time, <laughs> what happens isn't good. We just, we just roll the dice and we see what we see and if we see it or we don't. That's just, that's just life. And life is a shit show. <laughs> new, new theme song alert? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Let me grab my ukulele. <laughs> but um, yes, this is disastrous. And I'm Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And boy, do we have some uh, disasters for you. It is spoopy season. <gasps> you know, we did a little bit of haunting. We did some like uh, cursed movies and... Stuff like that. Uh, I have some real gnarly, spooky, scaries for you today. Okay. Um, I think real quick, we should touch mm-hmm. on that we are recording this on October 31st. It's kind of right on mm-hmm. the heels of what just happened in Seoul. And it like didn't feel right to record this and not touch on it. Um, right. But there's also not enough information where I felt like it was like the right time for us to cover it yet necessarily but you know basically there was a surge in Seoul um 154 mostly young people died in this you know crowd crush which Mm -hmm. we've covered crowd crushes before they can be like so fatal and yeah and just terrifying and yeah yeah and just like your body moving like without your permission it just seems so um absolutely horrifying the country is having a mourning period until november 5th yeah and i just i think it's important that we kind of um note that that just happened you know um i don't think it's right to necessarily do it as a full story yet just acknowledging that um lives were lost and it was you know terrible uh Mm thing to happen and you know we cover terrible things all the time um but just acknowledging that like you know our hearts go out to the the victims and their families and you know uh other people that were traumatized by this uh yeah absolutely super shitty well thank you for um keeping us up to date with that uh we will um possibly revisit uh when we know more yeah yeah for now uh i've got some uh <laughs> some historic um slightly accurate stuff for you let's go to the past for this one <laughs> the the like way way past too oh really so, oh girl, girl like salem witch trials past or like not quite um like before that yeah. no yeah, yeah, yeah do you want me to go first or do you want sorry to go first? is this story about jesus christ it <laughs> Might as well be. Well, no, that's not true. This guy was really, really awful and not even close. <laughs> I was like, eh, 
him like Jesus, who people consider the devil now. Uh, these are two different. Two sides of one coin, perhaps. No. <laughs> my, my Catholic family is, is turning over in their beds. Know. You know. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Oh, no. It's all right. We're already going to hell. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. One way, one way ticket is booked. Express elevator going down. So, uh, let, let me tell you. So, my story is about Vlad the Impaler, <laughs> or otherwise known as the OG Dracula. So, okay. Girl, I got... It's so much history. It's so much stuff to dig through. Um, but I will give you the juicy bits. Amazing. So... Uh, Vlad III, known as Vlad the Impaler or Vlad Dracula, uh, was the uh, inspiration for Bram Bram Stoker, his book Dracula. And I've read that Dracula book, um, and it's good. It's really old as hell, but it's good. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, then what happens? Like, it's it's actually like spooky and creepy and really well written. It's like good to know. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm like. Mental note. Look for an old timey book. It holds up. (laughs) So Vlad the Third was the son of. Can you guess Vlad the Second? His dad was this like a super secret uh, special soldier for Christianity. Oh whoa! And he was inducted into the like the group of the dragon or like the. Shut up. Yeah. No, it wasn't called that. Swear to God, it was like, yeah, like the Knights of the Dragon Table or whatever. This is very oh. Games, Games of thrones Oh, I... This whole <laughs> thing. It's so um, in uh, Romani and in like Latin, Dracul is either a devil or dragon. So he Ooh. comes back as like his you know, reintroduction into his like nobility because he's a prince and he's got sons and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, that's Vlad Dracul. And now... That's fucking awesome. It's cool, right? And so now he's got sons that are like Vlad Dracula, which is (gasps) son of Dracul. Ah! Right? That is pretty Dracul. It's it's so Dracul. (laughs) He's got his little like dragon emblem on his... (gasps) Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. So he comes back with this really Dracul dragon uh, emblems on his, on his shield and on his clothes and stuff like that. And he is prince or voivode of a place called Wallachia. Wallachia? Wallachia. Okay. Uh, Which is present day Romania. Okay. And it's sandwiched in between um, the Turks the Islamic Turks in the Ottoman Empire and the Eastern Roman Catholics. So Wallachia is like this nice little country, right? And everyone's like trying to go through it to attack the <laughs> other parts of the world. So it's just like smushed oh, in by this no. group and then smushed down by this group. Oh, it's like it's like Poland. <laughs> yes. It's like Poland. Poor Poland. Just always Poor is Poland. I know. They're just like, guys, guys, can we just like, oh my God. We are so small. That's my garden. You just drove a fucking horse through the... Well, it gets crazy. 
So they are, so Vlad II, Dracula, Mm -hmm. is raised as a prince. He is taught like horseback riding and archery and all of these languages. Vlad Vlad III. Oh, Vlad III. Yes. Sorry. Dracula. Um, No, no, no. So quick note. There is no written language in Romania at this time. Okay. They got, they were a little behind the curve uh, with this. So during this time, there's still not going to be a written language until like a hundred years later. So it's all like verbal history, which I'm like, that's why it's kind of like a loose history. Sure. So Daddy Dracul comes back. He um, is summoned by the Sultan. Which I'm like, ooh, a sultan. Oh my god. It sounds so fancy. Jasmine's dad in Aladdin. (laughs) That's what I said. Mm, So short and squat. I was like, oh my god, I know that guy. He's got a long white mustache. (laughs) And he likes playing with his little toys. Yes, he likes playing with his little toys. And he's got a lot of glitter. Yes. Um, So the sultan is like, hey, Daddy Dracul, you have to come have like a little chit chat with me because there's so much wheeling and dealing and like politics going on, on the, at this time, especially when Wallachia, Wallachia is in between these two places. Mm. He's just like trying not to get his people killed. And he's so he's like, Hey man, I'm on your team. And then he's like, Hey, just kidding. I'm on your team. And like trying to, you know, the Sultan of the Turks. Oh no. That daddy Dracul. No, no, no. Which, who was the Sultan? Oh yeah. The Sultan of the Turks. Got it. So, um, so yeah, he goes there to have some tea, takes his two youngest sons and they're just straight up abducted. <gasps> yeah. Sir? So. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Me? Methinks foul play is amidst. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The Sultan is just like, oh, thank you so much for coming to tea. Yep. Just take them. Just take them. Just take them into. Yeah. We have daycare. We're just going to keep you for a while. Just, just drop them off you. at daycare. <laughs> so Daddy Dracul, Dracula, and Dracula's younger brother, um, Radu, Radu. So they're just straight up taken prisoner. Yeah. Uh, they let Daddy Dracul go after like a year, but they keep his younger boys. And they're straight up raised at the Sultan's house. Whoa. Any idea how, is- how old they were at this point? Yes, they would have been about like seven and ten. Oh wow! So like, so like old enough to know they had been kidnapped. Oh yeah, but young enough to maybe assimilate. <laughs> and they did. So they kind of were raised as princes. The idea was that the sultan was going to make them like he was going to let them be princes, but they were going to have their like allegiance be to the Turks. Sure. So, uh, they're like taught languages. Um, but they are not allowed to contact anyone from home. Well, they couldn't write there for six years. Well, they can't write. Well, they're princes, so they they know how to write. Yeah, but, but does Daddy know how to read their writing? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I can imagine it was just a clusterfuck of like trying to communicate. But it didn't matter because even if they tried, so they would be severely punished by the Sultan. Mm. And they saw this in. Uh, in action firsthand with two other boys around their same age who had also been abducted because that's just like a thing Emma. that we do, I guess. Yeah. So these boys had written a letter to their dad and had their eyes burnt out. 
I know. But this was the 1400s. So I don't want to say it was normal, but kind of. But it might have been. Kind of normal? Kind of not that. I think it's not that weird. I feel like it's not that weird. So they're treated pretty okay until their dad tries to attack the sultan's empire and then they're not treated so good yeah yeah they're not treated so good um his younger brother is sent to be like a boy toy for (gasps) the sultan's son mehmed oh whoa yeah and that's just not good and the kid and um radu radu the handsome was probably like 13 yeah. or something like this. Like, oh, really icky, icky, icky. But it gets so much worse. So, uh, after uh, Vlad Dracula, after his dad dies, he was allowed to go. They're just like, okay, go ahead and uh, take off. Front door's open. Oh? And, uh, are, are but we, his brother's probably are, still. But, and still his brother hanging, chose, hanging quote, out. chose to stay. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure he mm-hmm. definitely willingly and fully made that choice on his own. Willingly stayed. So my, oh, he's a little <laughs> kid. He's probably got a little bit of Stockholm stuff. Yeah, just a bit. Going on. But this is where it gets forking wild. Oh, my gosh. So society is run um, back in uh, Wallachia, is run by like this elitist class of what are called boyers. Okay. So the boyers are like the rich people. It's like very haves and haves nots. Haves nots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have not situation. So they will own like villages or sometimes small cities and they will have like the underprivileged class just work for them. Like serfdom and a little bit. Exactly. Exactly like serfdom. So the boyers controlled who the royalty was in Latvia. Oh. So now was um Daddy Daddy Dracul was mm-hmm. the ruler of Wallachia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that he's dead though, it's not necessarily a lineage thing. It it's more like an a, yeah. a ruling party decides. That's an excellent question. Yes and no. So like his sure. direct descendant would be like technically be the next ruler cool no problem but the boyers would oust whoever they wanted and bring in like if they thought somebody else was so his family had ruled for like a few generations but they could very easily get rid of him and decide we don't want you you're not playing by our rules exactly or we just think somebody else would be better at it like you know uh Taxes, tea, whatever. But, like, you know, it's probably not worth the effort unless you really don't like him. Right. So, the party. He has a little party Ooh. with the boyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, you know, I'm back, motherfuckers. And I had a really cool time at the Sultan's house. Cheers. And, uh, now but I know I'm, how to read and write. <laughs> I know how to read and write. So, get used to it. And he has this party uh, of the boyers, 200 of them and their wives come. And uh, he's like, hey, just I wanted to have like a little chat with everybody, have a little sit down. How many 
It's called a, sorry, a voivode. So how many like princes, kings have you had over the last like 100 years or 50 years or 25 years? And no one could come up with a number because there were there had been so many like oh, and been, they go in and out of power so quickly because the boyers had this kind of control. So uh, Vlad's dad, Daddy Dracul, could have been in power for two years, and the boyers are like, "Oh, we don't need you anymore. Mm. This guy's gonna do it," and then he would do it for two years, and then his dad would come back. Oh, I see. Very like toxic kind of thing. Yeah. So, like when you get back uh, with your ex and you keep exactly, coming back for more. Exactly. Yes, you just keep coming back for more. And everyone's like, "Oh, Daddy Dracul, we missed you so much." <laughs> like that omelet, that western omelet that you used to cook was We're never going to leave you again. Never going to leave you again. So, he kills everybody at the party. <gasps> Literally everybody. And do we know how? Um, Most of them were, as you guessed, impaled. Impaled. Yes. Uh, It looks like between 400 and 500 people (gasps) were impaled. (gasps) Yeah. Well, he had to have team members. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't just him. (laughs) Like, he had, like, and he's got, like, a small army. He doesn't have anything impressive, but he does have some dudes. Sure. So, yeah. And he knows Uh, how to wield them. Yeah. And they, like, so these bodies were impaled and, like, set around the castle. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. But homie's just getting started. He, uh, this part was insane. Uh, he got a bunch of like the kind of like the poor destitute, um, like the beggars of the, of the time and he got them together for a party. Oh, well, they didn't know that this was going to be a like habitual, like a thing. He invites you to a party and then you can eat, drink, be merry. And you're just like, Woo, great party, man. This is so much fun. I have not had that much Turkey and mead or whatever and just as you're feeling like full and happy and a little bit drunk he's like and execute slams the doors oh my god locks the doors lights the whole building on fire <gasps> yeah what so wait gnarly what what is the end goal though he well so a lot of this was like i don't know I'm not trying to be whatever but maybe some unchecked childhood trauma sure because he didn't, there were just things he just didn't like. These weren't things that were even like politically. So for the boyers, yeah, he just wanted control. He didn't want anyone to challenge like, him. Challenge him, yeah. So he just didn't like beggars. He just thought that they were, he's like, if you give them food, they're not working. So oh if they're not working, God. they're not contributing to society. What, so let's. When I say. Them. When I say I'm afraid, we're like two steps away. Girl. Same. Same. I was like, wow, this doesn't sound that far off than like some Facebook posts that I have seen. Right? Why don't uh, we just kill all of them? That would solve the whole problem. Yeah. Oh my. And then. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Crazy, scary stuff. So this I like to call 
the crop top fiasco. Stop it. Homie, just my dude, just whatever. He's just beep bopping along the streets. His shirt is like a little too short. A little too, it's just like his little belly's hanging out a little bit. Yeah. Vlad is just roaming the streets, checking in on things. He's like, what's, what's with your crop top? And he's like, (laughs) oh, my wife has been like tailoring my clothes. She's been kind of like dragging a little bit. So I have to wear this crop top. (laughs) (laughs) Just an old timey man in a crop top makes me laugh. Yeah, that's like he still has the rest of the outfit. He has the like full coat and like long socks or whatever. (laughs) And his hat and everything, probably a scarf, but just like a little. So he's like, oh, my wife. She's not keeping up with my tailoring, and so Vlad kills her. Oh, I, know. I thought like, he was going to kill Crop Top. Nope. Calls the wife, and not on the phone, but, you know. Yeah. Calls her in. He's like, hey, I'm having a party. It's just going to be me and you. <laughs> he's, still, he's still using that card. <laughs> he's still... And they're like, do not go to one of his his parties. Seriously, just don't. And she's like, yeah, but this one, Tiesto is going to be playing at. So (laughs) I heard it's Taco Tuesday kind of party. So I don't know what that means yet. It's the 1300s, but. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds like a delight. So I'll be there. Well. This all of this kind of shit just setting the stage for the real the real thing. Oh my so god! In January of fourteen fifty nine, he's like trading with the Saxons. Uh, they confiscated like steel that a Wallachian merchant had brought uh, without paying him. So Vlad ransacked and tortured a bunch of Saxon merchants because. As you do. Well, this is about the time where the new sultan, Mehmed, the guy who is like, I think I'm just going to, like, touch this, like, boy, Radu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gorgeous or whatever. I'm just going to, like, we're just going to go to my room and play video games. Okay, bye. Um, Kind of thing. So he is now sultan. And he's like, hey, bro, Vlad. Could you not? You gotta come. Yeah, you gotta come have tea. Oh, that's his line. Oh no, it's everybody's line. Well, it's the oh. Sultan's line is like, come have tea. <laughs> the Sultan's line is like, well, no, it's the like Sultan. King. The Sultan got it from his daddy. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, come have tea, and Vlad is like, I'm throwing a party. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, an immovable so, object meets an unstoppable yeah. force. <laughs> so, so Sultan Mehmed like, come on by. I've got your favorite tea. And Vlad is like, fuck, no. <laughs> I He's like, fool me once. Yeah. He's like, my dad and I showed up there a long time ago. And I did not tea. like your tea. And I did not like the tea. And I did not like the time spent at your party. <laughs> so um, so he refused to pay homage to the sultan. 
mm-hmm. and unspecified here. Um, but eventually, Mehmed sent an envoy um, to Wallachia, ordering Vlad to come to Constantinople to the Sultan's palace. Mm. And he also sent, uh, the Sultan sent secret instructions to Hamza to capture Vlad after he crossed the Danube? Danube? Sure. Danube River, I'm guessing. So either way, he's getting abducted. Yeah, again. Again! Just, well, Vlad found out about the Sultan's, quote, deceit and trickery. And killed the envoy. Ooh. Yo. That one, I'm okay with. (laughs) That one I'm okay with. He's like, that's some 300 shit. Really? He's like, you can't kill the messenger. And he like kicks him down that big hole. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So like his envoy came to like do the Sultan's bidding. And he was like, oh, murder for you. So. After the execution of the Ottoman officials, Vlad gives orders in fluent Turkish because (gasps) he grew up there. Oh, shit. To open the fortress doors. To open the gates. And they're like, oh, you speak fluent Turkish. You must be one of our dudes. Open the doors. And there's this massive attack. And they capture the fortress. (gasps) That, this is some Game of Thrones shit. It's some super game, and I'm just giving you like the smaller bits, but he killed 24,000 Turks oh, and Bulgarians. Fuck off. During this raid. So, uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to think if I should skip any of this. <laughs> um, like, it just keeps going on and on and on. It's just more of the same stuff. More but, impaling. Okay. More impaling, more like, oh, another thing that he really didn't like was adultery. Mm. So he would, if a woman was found to be an adulterer, he would just cut her breasts off. <gasps> oh! Uh, uh, oh! Oh, God! I know, I grabbed my boobs, too. <laughs> my titties. <laughs> my titties, please don't no, take no. them like that. <laughs> so... Oh. Me thinks that Daddy Dracul probably cheated on Mommy. Um, yeah. And I mean, that seems very, very possible and plausible. So the Ottoman army crosses the Danube uh, um, on June 4th, 1462. Outnumbered by their army because Vlad still has like a pretty small army. Mm. Uh, he goes full scorched earth. And so during the night of like the 16th to 17th of June, um, Vlad like breaks into the Ottoman camp and tries to kill the Sultan. Well, he misses. (gasps) Yeah. What do you mean he he misses? He just misses. Like it's, (laughs) I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, It's like the, it says the Wallachians quote, missed the court of the Sultan himself. So I think they just got like the tents mixed up. Fuck off. That's so Yeah. <laughs> so, so having failed to attack the Sultan, um, Vlad and his buddies just like left at dawn. He was like, well, we gave it a shot. Oh my God. Head on out, boys. Mehmed tries to chase down Vlad and finds that the town that they were entering into had been deserted, but they found the 
Forest of the Impaled. <gasps> no way. Thousands. <gasps> 20,000. Oh my god. Executed Turks were in like a two mile long stretch. Just a, like a forest of impaled humans. Which also, how many, who, I just have follow up questions about the stakes. How long did it take? Yeah, how long did it take? How many men does that take? How, like, how long does it take to impale one body because it, it feels, you gotta hoist that shit up. And it's like wood, probably. It's wood, right? I'm assuming. Um, or really like iron. I think like it would either be wood or metal. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, like, just still that like would take so long, and uh, just to like send a message, I'd be like, I don't know. Well, I that sent a message because yeah, the Sultan was just like, nope, and just <laughs> turned his Bounce. ass right back around. Yeah, honestly, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm like, I'm. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, thank you so much. This was fun. This little like cat and mouse scenario that we've had going on for the last couple of years. I've enjoyed it. I think I'm done. I think I'm done now. So that was his like piece de resistance. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Vlad just like settled in a in a house in a place called Pest. Uh he just like retired and had a little No, he did not. He just planted cucumbers. No, he didn't. Um he there was one incident where like a group of soldiers broke into his house while pursuing a thief and Vlad was like, How dare you uh disturb my my cheese and wine time? Sure. And so he executed their commander. And just But he did just like Settled down in a town. He did. He literally, like, settled down in Transylvania. Um, and But, like, you know, he's he was living in, like, this big fortified castle at one point. Mm. Um, and all of these things are the basis for the, like, the OG Dracula. Um, That's insane. Yeah. So he actually died fighting against uh, the Ottoman in late December of 1476. Um, so yeah, soon after his death, uh, many books were written about him, um, whether like sensationalized or not, uh, they were all written in German because they knew how to read and write. <laughs> Sorry, I'm such a dick. Um, but they did, they did. And, um, Fair. <laughs> so, uh, but to this day, no books or movies about, uh, Vlad Dracula, are allowed in Romania because he's a national hero. No fucking way. I swear. Whoa. Isn't that nuts? They're just like, let us have this one? They're like, yeah, he's our dude. He's our guy. We don't want any of your bullshit propaganda. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. So that is the... um the original Dracula and uh, far more terrifying and gruesome and less sexy than Twilight. Way less sexy. Yeah. than like the Nosferatu version. He was the sexiest. Um, (laughs) You know, the, I'm sure there, I was like, there are a bunch of Draculas. Like who's Buffy? 
Is that one? Well, she's, no, she kills them. She, she kills them. That's, that's the... But there is, yeah. there is, um, what's his name? Uh, David Boreanaz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Angel. Buffy. As, yes. Yeah. <laughs> as the sexy vampire. Yes. Dude, I'm, I'm down for a sexy vampire. Um, if you're, if you're listening, just, uh, leave us a comment on whatever, who you think the sexiest <laughs> vampire of all time is. Um... Get at us, because um, I would love to know. Uh, I'll say we it. Can do a little ranking. The fucking uh, the Volturi. No, I'm fully kidding. <laughs> oh, They're so it. scary. The Volturi. Oh my god, they were so pale, so creepy. Um, <laughs> so creepy. I don't. Have you watched Twilight recently, like as an adult? Not recently. Um, I was super into it. Yeah. Like, when it came out, I was, like, devouring those books. I, like, pretended I wasn't into it. But then every time I would read the books, all I could think about was reading the books. And then I would finish the books and be like, this was shit. But then I read it, like, five (laughs) times. Like, this is just what I do now, I guess. I was, like, I was addicted to them. Um, I was so addicted to them um, that I would stay up, like, I yeah. would get home at like 11 p.m. I would stay up until 5 a.m. reading. I'm like, yeah. I have to go to bed. Yeah. Just one more chapter. Just one more chapter. Like, I remember what? like being in math class and being like, I cannot wait until 3 p.m. so I can go home and read Twilight New Moon. Yeah. I I wonder what the characters are doing without me right now. Like, I, I, it's like, it was like a <laughs> you're like FOMO. Thing. <laughs> Um, but I will say if you have not watched that movie recently, if you go into it thinking this is the greatest comedy film ever created, it is indeed the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) What do you think was like the funniest part? (laughs) So I've seen all of them. So I'm hoping that I'll get whatever your reference is. There are too many. Um, but so the first time Edward sees Bella in in science class and he like stiffens up and he's like, oh, she smells like puke and vomit and I want to yeah. bite her. Right. Mm-hmm. So not that meeting. But then he leaves. He comes back. And the mm-hmm. first time he actually talks to her and engages with her, he goes. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He like barely opens his mouth. Right. <laughs> Hello. It's yeah, like, yeah. why are you, like, what accent is this? Oh, um, my God. G- greatest well, film ever created. Now I'm going to have to rewatch it. Like, truly, everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm no, cracking like myself it. up over this. I like oh, it. It's no, so I'm going to rewatch good. it. Can I tell you a story? I would love to. I would love to. I would love that. I'm going to talk to you today about candy tampering. Ooh. Which is also, yep, it's also known as Halloween sadism. Which was Halloween sadism? I know. Isn't that a crazy term? I've never heard before. I've Um, never heard that. I think it might have been coined by um, my new favorite man, who we'll get to. Uh, <laughs> please so amanda did your parents like worry at all about candy tampering was yes. that part of your experience yes 
Um, I, I know that it's kind of gone like, <laughs> I was going to say, it's kind of gone in and out of fashion, uh, candy <laughs> tampering. <laughs> it used to be cool, that it wasn't so cool, and it was really cool again. Um, no, but there were so many like myths surrounding, not, not myths, yeah. but like we all heard stories of like, oh, someone put like a razor blade into um, like a Snickers bar or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're like never take uh, unwrapped anything. So if they mm-hmm. like people would try to give out like caramel apples or whatever, which I love a caramel apple. I know. Like, it's a damn shame we can't give out unwrapped treats anymore. I know, right? I'm trying to give out unwrapped make... food all the time. I'm trying to give out carrots. Uh, cute little cute little cookies. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yes, we. I grew up in an age where, like, your parents had to check your candy. Yeah, for sure. I also was in that age, and I was talking to my mom, actually, today. And she was like, yeah, that's like, my mom was like that with us, so I think I kind of put that on you guys. So mm-hmm. it's like generations and generations. I'm going to start out just to, just to give us a flavor with a quote from a 1970 New York Times article entitled, Those Treats May Be Tricks. So, quote, take, for example, that plump red apple that Junior gets from a kindly old woman down the block. It may have a razor blade hidden inside. The chocolate candy bar may be a laxative. The bubble gum may be sprinkled with lye. The popcorn balls may be coated with camphor. The candy may turn out to be packets containing sleeping pills. Oh, my God. (laughs) So that was in the New York Times. Okay, first of all. Love the voice. Thank you. Absolutely love it. I was like, yay, yay, yay. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Talk about fear mongering. <laughs> okay. I was like, I was like, what a, at first I was like, what a crazy era when you could just say anything in the news. And then I was like, oh wait, never mind. <laughs> it's the era we're in. <laughs> oh Yeah. Just um, ours is just a different brand of crazy. I know. Like, that was in the New York Times. It was more fun back then. It, it sounds more fun. I know. It was in the New York Times. It's like anyone with a creative writing degree can be a journalist. <laughs> they're like, make it up. Just make whatever up. It doesn't matter. And it's like, like, okay. <laughs> sure. Tippity tappity tippity tappity. It's like a yeah, white sugar equals anthrax or whatever. Like it's, <laughs> I just wow. Okay, so. so I'm here to tell you today, here and now, that candy tampering isn't that big of a deal. Got it. It's yeah. kind of an urban legend. It's like folklore that has oh, yeah. grown way larger than it ever should have. Okay. Yeah. Because so, of that article. Because well, kind like, of. <laughs> you know how to get reads? I just I just figured this out. We just scare the shit out of people. What if they lie? <laughs> we, and they can't get enough. They fucking love it. Like, <laughs> we'll lie, scare the hell out of them, and press we'll no change we'll, we'll pay a small child two pennies to sell our paper. There we go. Right. Life's um, good, man. So this candy tampering really started to take hold during the industrial revolution um which was like the first time most of the food that americans were eating was made outside the house so 
you know, we don't trust where it's coming from. We don't know who it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of urban legends kind of have to do with national fear. You know, we were like facing defeat in Vietnam. Like the economy was bad. There was like inflation and everyone was like, oh, let's put all of our fear and uncertainty on this like external thing. Like this one named like stranger down the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Good times. Uh, (laughs) Reminds me of the Salem witch trials a little bit. I know. I was like. (laughs) Please don't let me be that person ever. I know. Please call me out. If you're ever like, you don't have evidence. (laughs) Um, There is like a little bit that I saw. I didn't see a ton on it, so I'm not going to harp on it or speculate. But there was a little bit about um, kind of social upheaval having to do with the rise in like candy tampering fear. Just because like neighborhoods were becoming more integrated and um, white people tend to do be in overreacting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Someone there's a black person in my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, So I don't know too much about that, but I thought I should mention it. Okay. So my new favorite man in the world, mm-hmm. Joel Best. Boy, is he the best. <laughs> Boy, is he. Yeah, he Joel. He has become like the go-to expert on disproving candy tampering. There's oh. this interview with him in The Atlantic where he's like, every year, uh, October 15th, I don't get any calls. And I think maybe this year they've calmed down. And then ring-a-ding-ding, <laughs> my phone starts going off. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, he works for like two weeks out of the year. And it's just. All right, see you guys next October. I'm I'm also like paraphrasing, but that is like the attitude he talks with. Like he's very funny in interviews. I'm obsessed with him. Um, He's a professor of sociology and criminal justice at the University of Delaware. And he went through all the newspapers, just all of them. <laughs> just every single one. That's every everyone. newspaper that's, you know, little little Johnny down the block was taking a journalism <laughs> class and wrote a newspaper on his family cat. And, and Joel said, and I let read me see that it. shit. <laughs> so he went through all the reports from 1958 to 1983 to find candy tampering that had led to serious illness or death, you know, like the things to be concerned about. Um, and he didn't really find any. There were, really? yeah, there were fewer than 90 instances that might have actually qualified as candy tampering. And he doesn't attribute any of them to like a random person. Most of really? them are, most of them are pranks or a lot of them are actually children, um, kind of perpetuating hoaxes because they right, like right. heard stuff or saw stuff and were like, oh, this would be funny. Or like, I mean, this will give me attention. I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny. You know. (laughs) So this is one of his quotes. He goes, this is the best thing in the world to be afraid of. Because someplace down the block, there is somebody so crazy they poison children. But they're so tightly wrapped, they only do it one night a year. (laughs) (laughs) 
Joel Best. <laughs> He's so funny. What an absolute gem of a human being. I want to talk to this guy every day. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. So let me get this straight. <laughs> Everyone's freaked out about something that would be so insane. But they got it under control. I know. It's like they, they have like a, a cheat day once a year. <laughs> like, the fuck? I love this guy. I know. I've been watching a lot of Criminal Minds, and that is not the pathology of a killer. (laughs) (laughs) I know my doctor stuff from House, and I know my my crime stuff from Criminal Minds. That's all we're asking for, baby. You're going to write for the New York Times pretty soon. Exactly. (laughs) So he does admit that, like, you can't actually prove a negative. So, like, he has no way of saying that no one ever has died exactly but the idea or his idea is like a death would like this would be such a major news story and the fact that he didn't find anything is like well yeah 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 yeah. so why does this myth stick around Mm -hmm. um you know we kind of mentioned there are pranks there are some little things um But there are a few historical incidents that kind of have perpetuated the myth and, like, given it validity in some ways. Okay. So I'm going to do this not in chronological order because I want to save the most interesting one for last. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, this is the first one. Uh, 1959, there was a dentist named William Shine in California. And he handed out 450 candy-coated laxatives to neighborhood children. Oh, is that real? That really (laughs) happened? Yeah. 30 of them got pretty sick. No one suffered, like, significant, you know, irreparable harm. And no one knows why he did it. And he's never said. Yeah, dude. That just (laughs) feels really rude. I know. Like, what? I, I maybe because he was like a dentist and he was trying to say something about candy. Well, okay. I mean, that feels like a really weird <laughs> tactic, but okay. <laughs> no, he's not a good dude. <laughs> no. Um. There's then a woman named Helen Feel, uh, mm-hmm. 1964, Long Island. She handed out packages of inedible objects to children who she deemed too old to be trick-or-treating. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they, they included steel wool, dog biscuits, and ant poison. Oh, okay. That feels mm. a little... Mm-hmm. And oh. they were packaged like... They weren't. So that's the thing is they... Oh. It wasn't disguised as candy. It wasn't inside of candy. Okay. Um, she apparently had been giving out actual candy to the younger kids all night. Right. And she claimed that it was a joke and the older kids like knew it was a joke. But I'm like, nah, it's, it's not a good joke. Not a good joke. I, I get like the dog treats, steel wool. Like, I mean, it's like a... a classic joke where you know did you see big daddy where he's like gives him like cds and a stapler or whatever um it's it's great but like 
I would kind of get that ant poison. Yeah. Let's just not do the poison thing. Don't get poison anywhere close to kids and uh, candy. No. Let's skip that part. Um. Oh my God. I speaking of ants and candy, I have <laughs> trauma from like tell me everything. <laughs> when I was, it had to be elementary to middle school. And I had my pillow case full of candy. Because if you're not using a pillowcase, you're a fucking amateur. What are we even doing? Like yeah. You've got to be a little tiny baby that exactly. can only carry like a plastic bucket and that most of the time you'll drop. So Exactly. Um, I had my pillowcase full of candy. Uh, and I didn't want my parents to know how much candy I'd been eating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kept all the wrappers in the bag. Mm-hmm. And one day... I stick my head in the bag to see what's left, uh, mm-hmm. as one does, and yeah. I pull my head out. I go over to the mirror, and I'm like, "Why? Are, why is my hair moving?" <gasps> and there were no. so many ants on my. Oh head. my god! Oh, they had just come like track down the sugar mm-hmm. and just like. Did you freak out? I flipped out. Oh, yeah. To this day, oh, like, ants are one of my biggest, like, fears. I cannot yeah, deal dude. with them. That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, and from then on, my room always had ants in it. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, you can't I know, get right? ants very easily. God damn it. Um, so, <laughs> so there's oh, some trauma God. for you. Was there any candy left in the bag? A little bit, yeah. Right. So, I used to... Okay, so this is funny. This is going to be a long episode. I'm sorry. So um, my brother used to keep his Halloween candy. I would eat all of mine because, you know... Day one. And just live in my life. And he would keep it and he would try to like... And he would sell it on the bus on the way to school. Brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. He was very smart. They were very upset when they learned that Ryan was like wheeling and dealing candy on the bus. He's like, hey, man, I got two bucks for this yesterday. Give me two fifty. You know, I'd be so, proud. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My parents were like, dude, awesome, but don't do it anymore. And so I knew where he kept his Halloween candy uh, and I would just go in there open up the drawer. Like he didn't even hide it very well, but he had like an inventory <laughs> So he would know when I took some of his candy. Oh my god! But it was god. like, did I he like remember. charge you? And he was like, "This has a crude debt on it." <laughs> I mean, we were young enough at the time where he couldn't charge me without like getting himself punched. So <laughs> I was like, "Cool, you can try to charge me a dollar for that piece of candy, or I could punch you." <laughs> Great sister. Oh, siblings. So, um, no, I, I totally get it, but the ants would be a, a hole. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Spooky Halloween. Okay, so okay. this one is in the year 2000. And again, what Joel Best was looking at was like serious um you know incidents and right. like death and like serious harm caused so yeah, not just a little bit of diarrhea from the laxatives yeah but this one was 
pretty spooky and that 49 year old james joseph smith uh placed needles into snickers bars and handed them out to kids on halloween which oh god that's really bad it's like that is kind of like exactly what people are scared of (laughs) that's exactly yeah i would need to hear that story one time and i'd be like Mm -hmm. exactly oh god what's his problem fucking maybe he thought it was funny but he's almost 50 years old like he shouldn't think it's funny um i don't know it doesn't yeah it doesn't make sense to me but then again i would be concerned if it did yeah you're like (laughs) yeah that makes perfect sense and amanda's like uh oh no real quick uh mental health check-in are you okay (laughs) have you gone to therapy yet this week (laughs) yes maybe you need to talk about this about why you want to hurt children all of a sudden uh Uh, no very bad so this one is pretty sad there are a few instances in which kids like did fall ill or die due to candy or kind of adjacent to candy you'll get what i mean um so in 1970 kevin tostin who was five years old and of michigan uh detroit detroit michigan he went into a coma and died the next day after supposedly eating a candy bar that had heroin on it (gasps) oh my god so that's the fear, right? That's like what we're afraid of. Yeah. However, upon doing the autopsy, they found the amount of heroin in his body was like a whole capsule's worth. And it later was revealed that he was staying with his uncle and he swallowed one of his uncle's capsules of heroin. Got it. So Got there, it. there was heroin sprinkled on the candy. So there's kind of speculation that, like, was the family trying to protect the uncle? Like, what's going on? Yeah. I, yeah, that's a cover-up for sure. Yeah. Like, if you you find out pretty immediately that, like, your nephew has swallowed a capsule of heroin, you can, A, take him to the hospital, B, be like, oh, he's fucked, Let's, let's try to get this, like, the responsibility of this like on somebody else like we could just say he got heroin candy or something yeah. like i don't know what you're thinking but i mean they did get him to a hospital i believe he was in a coma like oh, in did? the hospital yeah he was in a coma for like a night oh yeah at least okay um but i mean i kind oh, of get it it's like you've already lost your child like i would understand not wanting to lose your brother yeah <laughs> or like fuck. an accident oh uh. uh. Don't do heroin around kids. Truly. Do it around adults. (laughs) Dogs. They're fine with it. They don't care. I don't think that's true. Don't listen to that. I I don't know. I never know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Just don't do heroin. Just try try Yeah, maybe don't. Yeah. Do your best. And that's the real message of our podcast. Don't do heroin. (laughs) Do your best not to do heroin. (laughs) All right. So, finally, the big one. So, this was a killer nicknamed the Candyman or the man who killed Halloween. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, strapping. That sounds so spooky. Mm-hmm. The year is 1974. Uh, Ronald O'Brien, Ronald Clark O'Brien, is taking his daughter and his eight-year-old son, Timothy, to go trick-or-treating. Uh, he also had two of his neighbor's kids and his neighbor as well. So four kids, two adults. They come to a dark house. They ring the doorbell. They knock. No one answers. Eventually, the kids get bored, and uh, the four kids and the neighbor run along to the next house. Ronald O'Brien stays back. Eventually, Ronald catches up with the rest of the group, and he produces five 21-inch pixie sticks that he claims the house occupants gave him. He gave one to each of the four children and then on the way home they saw a boy they recognized from church and so he gave him the fifth one now before bed timothy asked his dad if he can eat some candy he chooses the pixie stick at first timothy had trouble getting the powder out like it was kind of stuck in the stick i guess so ronald helped his son to ingest the candy timothy complained that the candy tasted bitter so Ronald gave him some Kool-Aid to wash it down. Oh, God. Almost immediately, Timothy complained about stomach pain. He ran to the bathroom and started vomiting and convulsing. Oh, An God. ambulance was called, but Timothy O'Brien died en route to the hospital less than an hour after eating the candy. Oh, my God. What was it? Okay. So. Strap in. Oh, yeah. The police begin the investigation right away. Four out of the five pixie sticks were recovered immediately. But one child, the parents, like, couldn't find the stick. And they were fucking freaking out, like, as you would be. And they run upstairs, and their kid had fallen asleep holding it because he couldn't get it open. (gasps) Oh, my God. Which is like, oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Worst two minutes of those parents' lives. Easily. Until the kid grows up and he's like, I'm not going to college. I'm going to do heroin. (laughs) Instead of college. It's okay. You got two (laughs) two choices. You got two (laughs) college or heroin. (laughs) So the pixie stick had been opened up, filled with two inches worth of cyanide. And then stapled shut. Stapled shut? I know, right? Right? It's not even elegant. Yeah. It's like, I thought there was going to be like a glue and like a, like a, a press. A a, a hot, yeah, a hot seal of sorts. (laughs) Like a hair straightener, kind of like a, or something. Messy, messy. Um, Messy. So, Timothy's stick contained enough cyanide to kill two adults. Oh my god. What? Too the... much. Too, too much cyanide. Too much. That's too much, yes. Easily too much. You could have gone with like a eighth or one sixteenth. Like, well, think of how skinny a pixie stick is. Like, two inches worth is enough to kill two adults? Jesus. Oh my god. Too many criminies, to be quite honest. Oh god. So. That's upsetting. We're investigating. The children and the two adults had only gone down two streets, narrows it down. Ronald shows them to the house where no one answered. 
at first he was like, I don't remember where I got them. And then he showed them to the house where no one answered. He uh-huh. told the police that the owner of the home didn't actually turn on a light. They just like opened the door crack and shoved the candy out with a quote, hairy arm. <laughs> uh-huh. So the home was found to be owned by Courtney Melvin, who was an air traffic controller who was working the night of Halloween and he didn't actually come home until 11 p.m. So, uh, you know, Courtney could be lying, right? Courtney could be a liar. Could be. Air traffic controllers are notorious liars. Yeah, notorious liars <laughs> and children poisoners. And... Exactly. All right. So what did Mr. O'Brien actually do to his kid? Well, Courtney's alibi was confirmed when over 200 people <laughs> said they saw him at work. Yeah. <laughs> Which is we weren't gonna believe you until you so got two hundred. Funny to me, <laughs> one hundred ninety nine people said we saw it. <laughs> like, why did you keep asking? At that point? Like, that's so funny to me. <laughs> like, yeah, we got like sixty seven people that said we saw, but like, but did you see him? <laughs> like, what are you, they're wasting time. So, Go. the thing is, Ronald O'Brien, Timothy's dear father. Oh, he's $100,000 in debt. Stop. Oh, my God. He didn't. He took out a life insurance policy on both of his children in the months leading up to Timothy's death. A few weeks before Halloween, he took out another one. A few days before, he took out a third. So totaling $60,000 in life insurance on his kids. That's not even the... The amount that you owe, dipshit. It's not even enough. It's not even enough. You're going to kill your kids for not even enough money to cover your debts? Fucking Mm. moron. Sorry. So so just one morning after Timothy died and like Ronald goes on about how he's like convulsing in his arms. But just one morning after Ronald called the insurance agency to ask about collecting on his policy. What an absolute psycho. A psycho and the biggest fucking dumbass. Like, uh, you are so stupid. Like, number one, you're going to get caught. All mm -hmm. of this is just like, like from a manual, how to get caught for murder. Like, you just followed it. You did not take Viola Davis's class on how to get away with murder. Nope. What's the opposite course taught by some old white dude? Top I just uh, Martin Short. <laughs> that was the first old white dude. I would, I would watch that. <laughs> like, how to get caught with murder. How to get caught with murder. <laughs> oh my god, TM. ABC, let me know if you want to produce that. <laughs> yeah, like just uh, email us at uh, disastrouspod.gmail.com. <laughs> okay. Hit me up. So I want to tell you more about what an absolute fucking idiot this guy is. Please. Shortly before Halloween, he had visited a chemical supply store. Um, So at this point, we're going to arrest him. (laughs) At his trial. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At his trial, even more evidence came out. He had an acquaintance who was a chemist, and he said that O'Brien had contacted him the previous summer, asking him how much cyanide would be fatal. What? Oh you my know God. when your, is, your acquaintance is... just calls you up? 
Yeah, um, somebody that I met on like a photo shoot like two years ago just <laughs> texted me and was like, so how much cyanide do you think it would take to kill like someone? I don't know, just spitballing here, maybe like four feet tall and like 60 <laughs> pounds. Like, like what the actual? Uh, I can't with these dudes. He's yeah. so dumb. Um, so dumb. His coworkers and friends testified that in the months before Halloween, O'Brien had an unusual interest in cyanide and would like talk about it. Um, his I... brother and sister-in-law spoke about how he was talking about the vacation he was going to take and the things he was going to buy with the life insurance money at the funeral. Oh my god. Well, no, because you'll be in prison, you dipshit. Dumbass. Also, like, you're not even going to, like, pay off your debts? I was going to say, I was like, you still are 40 grand in debt. You're going to go on vacation? Oh, my God. This guy's an absolute fucking moron. Yeah. Fucking And dumbass. terrible with money. Clearly. And a bad dad. <laughs> and a bad when dad. it comes down to it. <laughs> like, there's a list of deficiencies for this gentleman, and I just... Ugh. Yeah, the bad dad is a big one, for sure. So... He, a big part of his story was also like, oh, Timothy just chose the pixie stick. But his wife was like, actually, no. Ronald was like forcing it on him. Oh my God, that's like the worst part. I don't. I. Oh, yeah. This kid was like, no, I want the Tootsie Roll. I want the Tootsie Roll. And he was like, yeah, you want the pixie stick. Like, yeah, there's something about that that's like. Oh, that's extra horrible. Um, a like side note, his yeah. wife went on to divorce him and remarried someone who adopted her daughter like as his oh. own. Oh. I know, very happy. A, yes, I mean definitely divorce that dude. Just I know, right? <laughs> Can you imagine what the actual fuck? Okay. I'm giving him um, another chance. Yeah, exactly. Like he was just going through a rough time, guys. <laughs> He's not going to kill our other kid. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. Probably. He definitely maybe. wasn't planning on killing both. And then, like, <laughs> his idea was, like, I'm going to kill either one or two of my kids. And then the other three are just going to be, like, you know, validating my story to, like, throw blight, like, the scent off of me. Oh so my sick. God. Yeah. Just kill your wife. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Out of context. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's not, <laughs> is that what I meant when I Quote said Quote Amanda it? Lundy. <laughs> Just kill your wife. <laughs> you get it. You get it. I know what you mean. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to explain that. Just... <laughs> the jury took 46 minutes to find O'Brien guilty of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. Uh, they took 71 minutes to sentence him to death by electric chair. And on March 31st, whoa, (laughs) hello, speech impediment. (laughs) On March 31st, 1984, Ronald Clark O'Brien was electrocuted while demonstrators outside showered anti-death penalty protesters with candy. Oh, (laughs) Wow. Um, and that's kind of the biggest, that's the most 
a murder is connected to Halloween candy or a death is connected to Halloween candy. Yeah. And it was the calls coming from inside the house. Inside the house. Wow. Oh my gosh. That was wild. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, don't freak out. But also, there's no harm in checking your kids' candy. Yeah. And like, I think most importantly, don't kill your kids. I think that's definitely number one. I think that's, yeah, our number one, number one takeaway from that is just don't kill your kids and don't be like the dumbest about it. Ugh, don't just, take Martin Short's class. Just don't take, take that Viola class. Davis's class. Right? Just, just use your brain a little, uh, whatever. No, don't, just um, don't do it. Just I did notice this is like a warning that's a little late because it is currently like. 9 or 10 p.m. on Halloween night. So everyone's done trick-or-treating. <laughs> but, like, yeah, the yeah. biggest thing to be worried about is cars. Oh, really? Vehicular deaths spike, like, 40% on Halloween night. What? Is that true? That's insane. Why? And just drunk? Oh, another really great Joel Best quote, by the way, is yes. he was talking about um, how the story this year, because the story kind of changes every year, um, and the story this year is about rainbow colored fentanyl and how like that's going to be like repl- like pretending to be Skittles in your kid's candy. And Joel Best goes, this spreads primarily among people who have no idea what this stuff costs. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's, he's, he's like, that's really expensive. I highly doubt they're giving it to and- I don't know what the business plan is, you know? What, you get a <laughs> get a three-year-old with no income hooked on fentanyl? <laughs> they don't even know you're the supplier because you randomly put it in their bag. So even if they wanted more, they can't even find it. Like, uh, get out of here. But yeah, in a 2019 study, looked at four decades of data and from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and found pedestrian fatalities are 43% higher on Halloween. And that's kind of because, like... That's crazy. There are more people walking around, you know. Okay. People are probably being a little careless, especially, like, kids Mm -hmm. are probably really excited. Yeah. And also, like, a lot of them are wearing dark-colored costumes and masks, Mm -hmm. so you just can't see them. And then also, like, people are drinking and driving. Like, dumbasses. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't that insane? That's a lot. 40% is a lot. <laughs> it It's it's pretty bonkers. Yeah. Wow. So don't worry about your kid's candy being laced. No. Worry, worry, worry about, about, about them. cars. Yeah, running across the street because they saw their friend from school. And, and they liked his samurai sword. <laughs> yeah. Mom, Joey's got a sick samurai sword. It's a real sword. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Hun, I swear it's not. It is. And he knows a guy who can get him, like, a sweet six samurai sword, and he said he can give me one. Yeah, and and the guy will give you fireworks, too. <laughs> so it's like, it's like the best deal ever. And fentanyl. <laughs> People are also worried about, like, their kids getting weed edibles instead of, like, candy. And again, it's also, like, shit's expensive. <laughs> that, that also costs money, so... Like, yeah, I wish. Would a kid even have fun getting high? Probably not. I think they'd probably be stressed. The reason to smoke weed is to get rid of all of the anxiety 
that's built up over the years of adulthood. Yeah. It's to become a kid again. Well, that was great. So where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram at DisastrousPod. We are on Twitter at DisastrouslyPod. And you can email us at disastrouspod at gmail.com. Send us your Halloween costumes. Send us the kookiest thing you've ever found in your trick-or-treat bag, your Mm -hmm. candy trauma. Um, (laughs) We really need that candy trauma. (laughs) Num, num, num. Almost as delicious as the candy. (laughs) Uh, And please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, If you know a friend who you think would enjoy, send it their way. Yeah, and um, don't forget to comment who you think the sexiest vampire of all time is. Yes. Okay. Yes, please. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, we love you and respect you, and we are going to catch you on the flippy floppy. Bye. Bye. Bye.